0: Now the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is?
1: Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today.
2: Dope so, music. A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator, man. <laughs> Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week, we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. Mixtape.
1: Mixtape. <laughs>
2: KRNU, welcome to the mixtape every week, a new mixtape for you, typically organized under some sort of theme, and this week's theme is oh so moody, and joining me is Sadie G, who is the host of Meathead Test Kitchen Podcast, and uh, Sadie does voiceovers, which is your voiceover company, and you've done a bunch of radio in your past too. Yes, and
3: retired emo kid. Retired? Oh, you're retired now? I didn't I'm know. old now. I mean, there's a new wave of emo kids now, and they're just digging into all the amazing things that we had in, like, 2003. So we, went to sh- we moved back to Nebraska recently from Puerto Rico, and we went to a New Found Glory show a couple months ago. And uh, I was literally the old lady in the back drinking a soda.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Didn't care.
3: Didn't care. It's like my 25th time seeing Newfound Found Glory. I knew every song. Like, there's a mutual level of respect when you're that lady covered in tattoos in the back of the room drinking a soda. Yep. <laughs>
2: you're, like, you're like the house mom. Yep. <laughs> so we're talking about emo, and I think... So I'm a little old for what was sort of the heyday of emo. The 2000s emo mm-hmm. is the most notable kind of emo, but emo really has its roots in the 80s yeah. in a lot of Washington, D.C. bands. So when you think of 80s emo and emo core, um, what kind of bands do you think of? Like Rites of Spring, probably?
3: Yeah, and I, I, I didn't really dig into a lot of the older emo um, because a lot of the bands I listen to were influenced by either horror punk or new wave from the 80s. So um, I do like Right to Spring. They're a very great band. Uh, but that's really like the only, quote unquote, old emo band I really am versed in. I guess you could say. Because sure. uh, for me, as a kid with Spotify and an unlimited internet connection in the early 2000s, it's like, okay, Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio listens to David Bowie, Depeche Mode, and The Cure. Cool, those three bands. I'm gonna go check all of them out.
2: Download. Well I think that's an important point because emo kind of came out of hardcore and punk and pop punk and indie as well so then in the 90s we had bands like Sunny Day Real Estate and some people would even call Weezer emo or at least emo adjacent but then we get to the 2000s and that's where we get the real emo as a fashion sense. The eyeliner and oh so
3: many so many safety pins in my house. The swoopy swoopy hair. So much backcombing and sidecombing. <laughs>
2: Almost always black or bleached blonde.
3: I had both varieties and uh, I had many colors of bumpets, depending on what color my hair was, because that was the easiest way to get the emo poof without backcombing the crap
2: out of your hair. <laughs> emo secret, right? Uh-huh. Emo hack. Yep, life hacks. Bumpets. So let's get into uh, some emo music. You have chosen 10 songs for this emo mixtape, and we're going to start off with arguably the best-known emo band or the one that everybody kind of thinks of and that's My Chemical Romance. So the first time I saw My
3: Chemical Romance was they opened for Green Day on the American Idiot Tour. Um, So I got to see them live right after Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge came out and it was it was incredible. There was fake blood. Gerard Way was running everywhere. It, It was it was amazing. Like I hate to use religious experience as like a term, but As someone that grew up in small town Iowa, just watching this band on MTV as a kid, to actually see them on stage with another one of my favorite bands was just incredible. They are the Backstreet Boys of emo, and you know what? We all know it, and we don't care. We love it anyway.
2: It makes sense, though, that My Chemical Romance would put on such a huge show, because I know Gerard Way was an artist before he was a musical artist, Mm -hmm. and i mean the umbrella academy and all the comic book thing that sort of came after all of that he it doesn't seem like he got very far away from visual arts he didn't always very emotional yes always very gerard way oh yes what my chemical romance song do you want to play
3: we will play i feel like is the my chem song helena it's my chemical romance on sadie's emo mixtape
2: Three KRNU welcome back to the mixtape this week's mixtape is emo so we are here with Sadie G and we're talking about emo because she is an emo kid at heart now retired right <laughs>
3: I'm an old emo kid
2: an old emo kid let's be real though you still have you still have dyed hair uh-huh you have a lot of tattoos uh-huh your uh head is shaved halfway right yes Okay. So, I mean, you say you're retired, but are you really retired? It's fine. It's just a face. <laughs> it's a 20-year face. Yeah, it's just a face. That's what I was told. <laughs> Moving in on a 20-year face here with well, Sadie G. <laughs> so, emo for those who don't know because anymore, emo has kind of moved into the lexicon as just sort of describing anything that is emotional or extra. But that's not where it originated. And we discussed a little bit how it has roots in 80s and 90s, punk and hardcore, pop punk and indie. So AFI Silver and Cold is the song we just listened to. AFI is one of those quintessential emo bands too. Yes. They
3: pull a lot of their inspiration from bands like The Misfits. Um, which is another reason, like AFI, Alkaline Trio, I feel like are very niche emo bands. Like you, you like MyChem, but usually you don't also like Trio because they MyChem use, tends to not be as dark subject-wise. Um, so MyChem emo light, and then you've got AFI and like Alkaline Trio that are a little more darker, a little more not. MTV-friendly subject matter, I guess you could say, sometimes. So it's very theatrical. Emo music in general, if you go to an emo concert, it's like going to a musical. There's gonna be lights, there's gonna be props, there's gonna be fake blood, probably. There's gonna be craziness.
2: Do you think it's safe to say where punk is often a social commentary or a commentary on something that is going on outside of oneself. So from a sociological perspective, just Mm -hmm. looking at politics, culture, all of those things, if punk is commentary on those uh, sociological things, that emo is more psychological and is commentary on what's going on inside one's self? Yes, it is very,
3: I feel, introspective. And that's, that generically is what sets them apart between punk rock and emo, I feel like is emo is, I mean, it's, it's called emo because it's emotional. It's, it's emotional punk rock.
2: So tell me about Trio. I know this is your favorite band. They are, I have had their logo
3: tattooed on me since 2010, but they've been my favorite band since like 2003. So yeah, they're, they're, they're Sadie core for sure.
2: How does a girl from small town Iowa learn about Alkaline Trio?
3: My ex-boyfriend from a long time ago was a really big Trio fan, and before we dated, we were friends. And it was his favorite band, so we hung out a lot, and we started a band together because he played guitar, I was learning to play the drums, so we would just hang out and listen to Trio. And I was like, okay, this is great. So then I just kept listening to it, and I've never stopped. They're my get-through-everything band.
2: And for people who have never heard Alkaline Trio, what musically, what are we in for here? It's very horror
3: punk. Matt Skiba's, one of his biggest influences besides David Bowie, is the Misfits. So you'll hear a lot of nods to the Misfits. But it's cool because as their albums have progressed, you've seen them drop the whole self-harming with drugs and alcohol thing, and now they're singing about other stuff, which is cool because... I've kind of grown up with them as they've grown up, which is really neat if you think about it.
2: And don't you think that's kind of what we all do when we start emoting, either in poetry or music, it's really about ourselves and our lived experience. And then the older you get and the more perspective you have, the more you feel like you have to comment on, or you have to have feelings about things that are not just about you. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, it's like, I okay, I saved myself. I figured out how to save myself. Now, how do I save everybody else? Right. Now what's going on with all these yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we're going to do two from Trio. They have two lead singers, their bass player and the lead singer uh, slash guitarist. They both sing. So I picked the dance song and a mat song, and I picked one of my favorites of each. So we'll do my favorite dance song first. If you were a Warp Tour kid, you found this on the 2004 Warp Tour Sampler album that you used to get at Hot Topic, the double disc that was like $25, but you went and got it every year cuz it was full of bangers. Blue Carolina by Alkaline Trio, Sadie Zemo mixtape on KRNU. It's everything.
1: Now, do not think about me really further off with every passing second Every night of this lonely summertime, I feel it missing from my heart, a would was kidnapped from my soul Well, I can hardly wait until I get the sun in your lips, both pressing on my soul Well, I can hardly wait until I feel that thread in my heart that starts inside your eyes and the song in my head that burns so deep. Anxious, it really counts this time. You know all my favorite singers have stolen all of my best lines. Well, I can hardly wait until I get the sound in your lips for pressing on my.
2: Eighty point three KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. I am Casey and I am here with Sadie G talking about emo. By the way, if you want to check out the mixtape later, because you're listening to it now, but if you want to hear it again, because it's so damn good, you go to Twitter at the mixtape KRNU and you will find our Spotify playlist link there where you can check it out. And we made a playlist for you with all of the the chitter chatter in between as well. You just heard Alkaline Trio, Deathbed, um, Sadie's favorite band. Yes
3: verifiable you hear my name and it's literally like
2: oh yeah She's that chick with the alcohol and trio tattoo. Got it. So I want to talk about uh, an emo band, but probably one of the bands that I think has done a lot of different genres on this list because really they were alternative and indie darlings, hardcore pop punk thing. And that's Jimmy Eat World. They're from Mesa, Arizona. They formed in the early 90s, 93.
3: They're a chameleon in rock music. I feel like they've done top 40. They've done like they're on emo playlists. If you check Spotify, everybody, everybody
2: loves Jimmy Eat Eat World. Most people know the middle. That was the the big hit. My personal Jimmy Eat World favorite is Bleed American. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the jam. Also the sweetness. Really, there's just so many good ones. There are.
3: Jim Adkins is one of the nicest people that writes some of the saddest music I've ever heard, though. Like he's a darling. Every time, every time they would come to town, we hosted them back in the day in college. And he talked about like ping pong and stuff. And then like 20 minutes later he sang kill live on stage and it made me cry. I was like, ah, what? <laughs>
2: Why do you do this to me, Jim? Why? You can call them a lot of things. You can call them top 40. You can call them indie, but they are emo. They made Sadie cry. I mean, that's really easy to do, to be honest. (laughs) So why did you pick the song Work? Uh,
3: Work is one of my favorite songs off of my favorite album from Jimmy World, which is Futures. Uh, It came out in 2004. The title track is a good song to listen to right now if you're struggling with uh, the current state of our country. It's about finding better in November and just doing good things for others and, you know, things we need to think about right now because... Yikes. But Jimmy at World, Work, they opened for Green Day the second time I saw Green Day on the American Idiot Tour and this is the song that they opened their set with. So I think of seeing them on stage in Des Moines with Green Day Every time I hear this song, it's work from Jimmy Eat World. Care on you. It's Sadie's emo mixtape.
2: Yay for emo mixtape. to show you Tape. i'm casey and i'm here with sadie g for this emo mixtape and uh don't worry we are all okay uh, <laughs> we have been listening to this music enjoying it feeling all of our feels that was fallout boy sophomore slumper comeback of the year probably the most popular band on this list just in terms of like chart position
3: yeah they're probably up there they have probably had the most mainstream success of all the bands that we'll cover today
2: I mean, I guess there is Green Day, but I feel like Green Day is a different...
3: Green Day is just Green Day. Green Day is just Green
2: Day. They get, <laughs> they get their own thing. I think most people who know anything about Fallout Boy know that their name came from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And I think people know Pete Wentz what else do people need to know about fallout boy fallout boy
3: gets a bad rap because people think it's annoying but it's actually really well put together music like production wise it's really good if you like that song that we just played sophomore slump or comeback of the year check out from under the cork tree great album it is a great album.
2: And they went on to do so many, even that song from Big Hero Six, like that can get it, man. It's pretty good. I have no
3: shame. I've been a Fallout Boy fan for a long time. My husband hates that I'm a Fallout Boy <laughs> fan still, but I don't care.
2: I feel like in our old age, we can just say that things don't have to be guilty pleasures anymore. They can just be pleasures. Yeah. It's, you don't have to feel guilty about anything really. You like what you like. And I think in the aggregate, you like very awesome edgy music, but you know, occasionally like a fallout boy sneaks in there. What are you going to do?
3: You can like Huey Lewis, you can like Fallout Boy, and you can like Danzig all at the same time. You're allowed.
2: I want to... We've had a lot of these bands on the list that were formed in the 90s. Because, again, when we talk about emo, it has roots in sort of the 80s Washington, D.C. Hardcore scene. Like, all these bands can draw a line back to bands like Fugazi. But... Then they get more pop punk, and then again, more emotional and more introspective. So when we're talking about moving into the 90s with bands like Sunny Day Real Estate, another band that comes up all the time is the Get Up Kids. Yes, from Lawrence, Kansas. Mm, 95 they formed, so right in the middle of it in that second wave of emo, and they too have toured with Green Day. You know what? The, the other thing this mixtape could be called is just the toured with Green Day mixtape. I
3: mean, yeah, I've seen quite a few of these bands with Green Day.
2: <laughs> what about the Get Up Kids? How, how are they different than some of these emo bands?
3: The Get Up Kids, I feel like, were a lighter version of emo. Uh, They still dabbled in the introspective. They still talk about relationships and just, in general, how life sucks sometimes. But they do it with a lighter edge, kind of like Jimmy World does. I've heard them compared
2: to Weezer. How do you feel about that comparison? Yeah,
3: I like both. The keyboard aspect of the Get Up Kids, I feel like, is what sets them apart from Weezer. The keyboard player James DeWeese is amazing. He also went on to tour with Newfound Glory on the Catalyst tour when that album came out. I love that album. It's a great album. He played all the Moog on that. And then he also has toured with MyChem.
2: Okay, so let's do the get up kids. This one is close to me on the mixtape on 90.3 you. Three K R N U, welcome back to the mixtape. You did it. You just heard. Thanks for staying from Reggie and the Full Effect. Reggie and the Full Effect. The uh, you already talked about this, Sadie, but James DeWeese from the Get Up Kids is uh, is that band, right? That was a side project.
3: He is the only consistent member of the band. Um, he's had members from Hot Rod Circuit, members from Newfound Glory, Get Up Kids members. They've all joined him and recorded albums under the name Reggie and the Full Effect. And he does a whole lot of weird stuff with Reggie. He does a death metal tangent. He does like a Brit pop tangent. It's, <laughs> it's really interesting promotional copy and under the tray. Go if you liked. Thanks for staying. Check those out. But Reggie and the Full Effect is kinda like ADD music. It's like me, it's all over the place. Sometimes it's moody, sometimes it's a song about shaking your butt. It's weird in all the right ways.
2: (laughs) I like to think we're weird in all the right ways. I mean, I've made a
3: career out of it, I would hope so.
2: (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your career and what you're doing now.
3: Um, So right now I am hosting a podcast called Meathead Test Kitchen. I started broadcasting school forever and a day ago Back in 2008 and worked at 89.7 The River as a student. Then I graduated, went on to work at, now it's called iHeartMedia, but then it was called Clear Channel Radio. I worked in Omaha. Then I worked in Lincoln at uh, Froggy 98. Then I moved to Puerto Rico for five years and just kind of did whatever. And now I'm back. (laughs) So (laughs) doing voiceovers and podcasting. And yeah, the first episode, the first full episode is dropping tomorrow.
2: Let's finish up our emo mixtape here, because I know you, retired emo kid, want to hear some Saves the Day. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about the band Saves the Day. I know they are late 90s, more late 90s, second wave emo. They fall in the same line kind of with the Get Up Kids, with Hot
3: Rod Circuit, with, they were a vagrant band. So Vagrant Records was a really, really, really big deal in the late, late 90s, early 2000s in the era of the sampler CD saves the day is one of my favorite 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 bands ever this is my favorite saves the day song it's gritty it's mean and it's a banger it's Tonic, juice magic saves the day it's the mixtape on krnu
1: And every one
2: Welcome back to the mixtape. We wrapped it up with a band that you have all heard of, and that is Green Day. But I love the choice here, Sadie, Extraordinary Girl, Letter Bomb. Ah, Green Day with that dual song magic. I love it.
3: You know what one of my biggest pet peeves is? When somebody plays Brain Stew and they don't follow it with Jaded.
2: You have to. It's Brain Stew Jaded. It's the same. You have to play them together. Right? Nobody does. Oh, it drives me nuts. We are the champions and we will rock you is the same way.
3: Yes. Even though it's eight years long, you still have, it's meant to be played together. It's meant to be together. Don't fight it. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly. They're fellows. For real. And it's like the best Green Day album. I might get smacked for that, actually, if I say that. But American Idiot was a juggernaut. Like, there's nothing that compared to that in the early 2000s. I have owned like four copies of that album. I've played it so many times. I have worn CDs out. It's the perfect rock (laughs) opera. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love everything about it. There was so much pyro on that tour, too. So much fire. Oh, I bet. You could feel that, like, I was in the, for one of the shows, I had side seats. But for the show in Des Moines, we had back of the house. Like, we were in the lower bowl, but we were, like, directly straight back from the stage. And at <laughs> the end of holiday, when they brought those flames up, you felt that in a second. Like, it's <laughs> like, whoa! It's singeing your bumpet. It. it was. It was singeing my bumpet. It. it made my eyeliner run. <laughs> the first mention of eyeliner on the emo episode, too. I'm proud
2: of us. Wow. Was this, is there a certain eyeliner method, or was it just a lot? Just put it on. Yes. There was a method, but also a lot. To get the
3: perfect, like super dark emo kid eyeliner, you had to layer it. So you'd put black eyeshadow on top of your eyeliner. So the eyeliner, eyeshadow, eyeliner again, and then you take your little brush and you finish it with the eyeshadow finally on the top. So you double layer it and you'll never you'll never run. But it also takes two days to come off.
2: That's good to know. You really have to be committed to it.
3: Jelly bracelets up to your elbows. <laughs>
2: fashion's an interesting thing. People
3: bag on 90s fashion and I look at some of the things I wore and I'm like, wow, I left the house looking like that. Trip pants? You remember those with all the zippers? Those were goth kid fubu. All of the black t-shirts. Does it come in black? Right. And I don't want it.
2: Just anything that's like super approachable that your parents will absolutely understand.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
2: all right Sadie you are the best for joining me on this emo mixtape and I love all 10 songs remember you can check them out at the mixtape KRNU and you on our Twitter and we've got a Spotify playlist there that you can um, play and reminisce to all the fashions and the fantastic music the very very emo time in the 2000s and then you too could be a retired emo kid like Sadie
3: one of us one of us <laughs>
2: We're not okay, Sadie. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, you do. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Interrupting all programs. This is a radio class from pirate satellite.
0: Orbiting your living room, catching in the Bill of Rights. Human army surplus or refusing of the light.